Welcome to 30 Minute Worlds. Let's get right down to it. Chessman, top three animal penises. Go. Uh, is it koala that's got the spiral penis? No. No, it's the ducks. Koalas have ducks. two parallel penises. Whoa, oh. wait, that's lit. That's, oh, is that that's really true because female koalas have two parallel vaginas. Okay. It goes, okay, then it goes ducks, koalas, and hyenas. See, this is a, this is a weird one. But female hyenas have a penis-like appendage. It's true. Their clitorises are so large and powerful that they can act as penises. Wow, that's that's hashtag girl boss right there. Mm-hmm. It's goals. 2020. That's some, <laughs> some good shit. Monastic. Oh, man. No, I got a props to the OG, the whale penis. You know? What's weird about it? Are we... No, it's huge. <laughs> that's what's weird about it. And also, it just looks like it's a not, it, It'd be weird if it weren't huge, frankly. It no, would it would be... Yeah, I guess you're right. What, uh, imagine a whale with a human-sized penis. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. Actually, gorillas have comparably small penises, so King Kong only would have like about a seven-inch penis. I don't don't ask me why I know well, this. Well, most animals, most animals don't have very large penises. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're one of the largest, I think, in terms of like body size to dick size. That's why we deserve to rule this planet. Yeah, absolutely. It is honestly. Uh, yeah, we we all do. This has been a great opening segment. Best yet. Yeah, like <laughs> this is gone. That you just launch into, oh my God. <laughs> well, we were talking about it before and we were like, well, sure. we have to actually get it on the air. And so I figured it, I'd bring it right back to the OG yeah, we got topic the quality, of But you know what? This show is not about penises most of the time. What's it's the not even Walter? about being good half the time. Yeah. It does remind me of how we were recommending people to go to episode five like, oh, it's great. It's for every... And then, like, immediately, we've got anti-Israel, like, propaganda <laughs> just right there as soon as you walk in. Like, really easy to digest. Well, this is a subversive show. This is a kind of an edgy, subversive yeah, show. We, we, uh, speak, we, trick yeah. we speak truth to power. We make up worlds yeah. Yeah. every episode. Uh, we use three prompts. We have a lore lad. Uh, the lore lad is the guy who just has to corral all this stuff together. And in the course of this half hour or so, we will make you a world. Now that's hashtag girl boss. Am I using it right? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Roll right? All right, good. Sure, man. Just roll the die. Uh, I have rolled. Hang on. I actually have to pull it up. See, a less scrupulous man would have lied there. Why do ducks have spiral you? penises? I've rolled a three, which is me. I'm the lore lad. Ducks have spiral penises because female ducks have corkscrew vaginas that have dead ends. <laughs> right. This they, is true. Why did uh, they, they have? Well, that's not the question. The channels question is why they can they send the dick down way. if they don't want to. Uh, because if they don't want to have uh, to like bear children of a man they find undesirable. A duck. A male duck. Oh, okay. uh, they can shut off their path and go down a decoy path. It's crazy. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, uh, my shit. word is labyrinth. Labyrinth. Okay. Chessman, your word? <laughs> I'm not going to say duck penis. No. I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> it's pervading the. Just clear your mind of whatever the, we were talking about before. Air of this show. Let's all take a deep breath. Ah. Uh, nest. Nest. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Uh, you know what? 
I'm the lore lad. I think we can make something about this. I think we can do something with this. I'm going to say car. No. Oh, God. We are a used car. Jesus <laughs> I'm the lore lad. No. I'm the lore I'm lad. Objection. Is. Strong objection. We have, we have never explicitly used uh. car. <laughs> <laughs> was that not a prompt? It was car radio. It was never no. a prompt. Legit, <laughs> I legit this episode. Le- He's car. Le- <laughs> okay, okay. Legit, car radio ended up being just basically car. That's well, like, true. We didn't even go That's radio. True. We went no, like no, tape they played, deck they, for they, that they one. They had four albums. Let's not delve into yeah. it. Yeah. Walter, do you have yeah. a, a word that isn't car? Okay, I will. And Please. I'm doing this of my own volition. Um. I will voluntarily change my word. To be, uh, what laughter? Laughter, Chessman. What? Nothing. Nothing. I'm going to say money. Money. Okay. Okay. Labyrinth. Nest. Money. Huh. So when I heard labyrinth and nest, I thought about. Basically, a giant labyrinth is sort of an incubation chamber for lots of different species of monsters. Okay. Like the idea like they were being reared mm-hmm. in this space. They're kind of growing and coming of age in this labyrinth. And when they finally got out, something would happen. Well, maybe they're being sold. <laughs> yeah, at this point, yeah. Well, that's funny. Why, why design a labyrinth instead of a cage? Because a, a labyrinth is designed to prevent someone from entering a point. If you want to prevent someone from escaping a point, you put them in a cage. But if you want to make it hard for someone to find something, you put that something in the middle of a labyrinth. That's how I always conceptualized it. What if this is a world where people have lots of labyrinths and need monsters to protect them? Oh, that's actually very funny. Like that. uh, That's cool. If structures are just naturally labyrinthine, uh, or maybe there are these. Maybe the world is a labyrinth. Would that be too much? Well, I'm, I'm well, trying to like, think it makes... through. Like, yeah, the question is why labyrinth? Um, maybe there's some rule. Like, maybe if you have something that's desirable, some law of the world, be it you know magic or actual law, says that you can't just lock it away. You have to have a labyrinth that leads to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I don't so know there's an I... industry for the best monsters. That would get very convoluted if it was everything uh that or you own anything right? valuable or maybe like it's magic items like maybe magic exists in the, yeah. in, exists in this world um because the thing about labyrinths right the thing about labyrinths versus walls <laughs> because a labyrinth is made of walls right yes it's like the it's like the whole thing of like good dungeon design means that you the designer could easily navigate the traps mm-hmm. and that is a labyrinth right it's a wall that the, the the labyrinth designer could just walk through essentially okay well what if so if you know the way it's it's not an obstacle what if because building labyrinths all the time would be kind of like crazy to do right what if these labyrinths are littered all over the world uh the world is choked with them you can't walk you know, a mile without encountering some kind of labyrinth that had been put there uh, either when the world is formed or like by some ancient uh, magic that we know nothing really about today. They could be Stonehenge. Yeah. 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 And uh, people started uh, 
living in the middle of some of these labyrinths because it was safe. And eventually, uh, people started to realize that you could hide an army inside a labyrinth and have it be an effective base of operations inside these old destroyed labyrinths. You could start roofing over them and making them into like big forts. And these would need, like once warlords started doing that, they were like, why not have monsters to protect the labyrinths? Well, what if these labyrinths, like the shape of this labyrinth is uh, what a monster needs to nest? Like, what if they're, they, this is, they usually, like, it could be, I'm kind of imagining like a whole shell um, ecology set up. Where oh, like, no, no, no. Oh, that's actually really interesting. These labyrinths aren't left by humanity. They're left by this one species of monster that Ooh, abandons yeah. them. It, it sheds its labyrinth and makes another labyrinth. And maybe it's just one or two of them and they're massive creatures. Crabs. And we don't, <laughs> that's cool yeah. as hell. Uh, Labyrinth yeah, crabs. Yeah, kind of like a, I don't know if they would be explicitly a crab, but more like a, maybe a colony of creatures that build these things out of like resin or some shit. Mm. I'm imagining ancient crustaceans that secrete and produce all these different creatures and monsters on their giant shell backs, which are shaped like labyrinths. And then they okay. drop off the labyrinth. I, I think that I think that can work. Like these giant abandoned. Yeah, because that also elevates the labyrinth when it is abandoned. It's kind of elevated on a hill, a chitinous hill, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which would make it advantages strategically. Or it's on a little island in the in the water. Yeah, and they would stick out of the. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't realize it's a light, it's a living labyrinth. Actually, well, there's still bioorganisms living in the labyrinth that the original creature they serve some function for right we can make this adventure world if we want to bring in the money aspect as they're really valuable things that grow in the these labyrinth shells Mm -hmm. like pearls or or gems or what have you well they're such useful structures for like it's a lot like um coral reefs where it's this natural um place for any creature to it's like a whole ecosystem can develop in there well also the shells are nigh indestructible uh right you can't just break through the walls yeah yeah, yeah that would yeah it would be a pretty shit labyrinth if you could do that. so the shells are also value if you can even get like a shard of labyrinth shell you could make like a really powerful weapon that could conceivably like really take a beating and not break Oh yeah. What if this is a uh, what's the word? Is low fantasy though? Sword and source mm, like a Conan the Barbarian type. That's what's that's sword that? and sandals. Sword and sandals. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, what yeah. If this is like a sword and sandals type setting. I kind of like that uh, for this because the crabs themselves aren't magical. You know, I mean they're obviously like very like potent beasts or whatever, but they're not like we don't have to introduce magic to it. And obviously, they're such massive uh, creatures. That's kind of funny because their mere existence hints at something that would predate or be a predator to them. And that's why they would need shells. <laughs> yes. Which is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it is funny because like... Well, maybe the uh, labyrinth... Sea turtles, right? Sea turtles above a certain... Like, uh, they'll just keep growing and growing until they're so big... That nothing can really be a predator to them. What if most of the world is ocean? So 
these crustaceans like come to the archipelago or whatever the the base of our setting is mm -hmm. but the idea is like out in the ocean there's probably leviathans that are just beyond comprehension actually i had a cool idea oh, about what could prey upon these creatures it would be like kind of like a bee getting killed by an ant colony it would be a bunch of smaller creatures that would eat these things and they evolved labyrinths on their shells as a way to trap these creatures who would eventually die in the labyrinth without food. And that's why they produce monsters. Yeah, yeah. Because they need and, to individualize yeah. responses. Yeah, yeah. Okay, huh. yeah, okay. So we've established why these Leviathan labyrinth crabs exist. Hell yes. In the way that they do. So let's and say that there's, there's a foggy, Scottish-looking, craggy land, and there are multiple old labyrinth shells there. And they're maybe kind of an Isle of White situation. Yeah. yeah. And there may be like these tribes of, of barbarian types. Hell yeah. And, you know, these crabs, of course, are varying sizes. So there can be huge. There could be land masses entirely composed of labyrinth shells, actually, that are just above the waterline. And enough of them clumped together because maybe these crabs would like to nest together uh, and then shed their shells and like go on. So you could have just like a landmass or an island that's literally Ooh. just like seven or so of these shells stacked next to each other on top of one another. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the oh, labyrinthine yeah. archipelago. Yeah, yeah. You, you could imagine like you, you wash up on the sort of uh, short, one of those short beaches below a cliff and you realize that the, the cliff is just the wall of a labyrinth. Mm. Uh, like the White Cliffs of Dover. Yeah, oh, that's really cool. These crabs also are a threat. I mean, they're not like carnivores, but they're just so massive that if they're out at sea moving or surfacing or coming into shallow water to deposit their shell, uh, you know, they could cause a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. The the long boats are pretty well-versed in avoiding them well, from the, a distance. The tidal mm -hmm. waves here would be insane if there's this much sea activity. Right. So mm -hmm. people actually flock to high ground, which are the labyrinths, to protect themselves. Well, I don't think people can live in labyrinths as we've set them up, just because it's, I guess, yeah, it's like a shells. Minecraft yeah, dungeon yeah. or something. They're always spawning monsters. Well, no, it's, it's interesting. It's There's... spawning like parasites that like lived with the crabs that humans could maybe eat. Uh, like little bug-like crustacean things that you spear off the walls and shit. I'm imagining that they create, like, hostile creatures. Okay. I, I think it's kind of more fun that way, that it's like a dungeon-type environment. They feed off the remnants of the shell or, like, break it down somehow. Yeah, they, they develop extremophiles, right? There's mm -hmm. this, I mean, it's kind of like when a, when a pepper develops, like, capsaicin as, like, a poison for um, animals trying to eat it. Oh, yeah. And then other animals like humans develop a taste for capsaicin i'm going to make a lore lad uh decree by the way that like every weird animal in this universe should be like some sort of crustacean based i have the animal. same thought mm -hmm. yeah mm. yeah i'm gonna say that should be the aesthetic of even the tiniest things in the labyrinth right it's all a little eldritch a little crustacean -y. it is a little weird yeah yeah it's a little uh disconcerting Maybe but some like, cephalopod types, too. Yeah, there's no, like, fish marine life. And so it's implied that whatever 
these creatures were that were preying on the giant crabs that needed that the labyrinths were constructed to beat. Uh, you can find their skeletons, a lot of them still in the labyrinth, or their discarded shells. And they, it's implied that they were like some kind of sophisticated society, maybe, of like people that hunted the labyrinth beasts and the labyrinths eventually just outsmarted. Oh, like fish people? There's a well, they have like rudimentary tools and shit. Uh, <laughs> like really, really weird shit. Okay, I'm down for that. And we could say that uh, the creatures in the labyrinth um, can go dormant really easily. They can go dormant for years and years and years at a time to explain why they're not, you know, dying for hunger reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that would be what a mechanism they involved. Uh, they evolved to survive in the labyrinth, too. Mm-hmm. If these creatures mm-hmm. co-evolved, we need a name for the we have labyrinth crab. But what about this, like these predator people? Uh this sort of like race that uh, preys upon them. The dead race, right? <laughs> what if they're lamprey people? <laughs> ah, okay. Like okay. humanoid lampreys? Just <laughs> oh, they're like uh, land walking? Yeah, like land walker lamprey, gray, Oof. soggy, insmith looking. That would be good. <laughs> we, just, we just call them land walkers. Land walkers. Yeah, and let's, kind of like maybe they're not totally extinct. Al- they're sort of like alien in that they look less crustacean than the rest of the life they're more fish-like perhaps mm-hmm. yeah well i mean lampreys have disgusting sucky tendril mouths Damn, I, that's right yeah mm-hmm. they're just like gray and slimy humanoids Ugh. yeah okay Lamp- okay lampreys also have some interesting um sexual dimorphism so we'll call them we'll call them the lampreys wait, wait what do you mean interesting sexual dimorphism yeah describe their penises well, yeah, the the females are what you think of as a lamprey. I believe this is lamprey. And then the male lampreys are much smaller. And then after um, after copulation, the male essentially just melts into the female and becomes a like a a, a parasitic dick. That rules. Yeah, well, that's, okay. yeah, it's well, crazy. That's also like an same goes for analogy. these people. That's an analogy for mm-hmm. me in relationships. <laughs> it's like, that's my move. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, wow. I know that deal. Okay. Take okay. my wife, please. Okay, so we have we have this terrifying race of lamprey people who are the, the predators that the Leviathan... And who still kind crabs. of like, they can survive mm-hmm. in like shallow water in some of these beach shells. So it's still dangerous to go in there. Not to mention like... There's like dog-sized lobsters that can eat you or attack you and shit like that. I'm imagining that the pest, like the most common life form that you'd find in these labyrinths, is something that can climb up the walls. It would be, I'm thinking specifically of the silverfish, which well, is not a fish. Uh, yeah, something bug-like. Like I agree, I agree. And is the silverfish the size of your hand? The at least. top of the labyrinth too would actually have its own biosphere compared to the bottom, which would be much more wet. The top yeah. would have much more like creatures that maybe were more insect-like and suited to surviving in dry environment, like giant centipedes and stuff. Ooh, okay. Mm. I, I I've been trying to figure out why the hell the humans of this setting would ever want to set foot in a labyrinth. I think oh, I have an idea. I had an idea too. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, let's both let's both try our ideas and see which one we like more. So my idea oh, yeah. is that um, the, the, these barbaric like humans, like sword and sandal type humans, um, their rite of passage, the way you become a man, is you battle your way into the center of the labyrinth, 
Um, and maybe it's like a group thing. Like maybe you're not alone. You're with like a group of three other compatriots or something. Um, because when you get to the center of the labyrinth, there's, I don't know, some, some liquid substance, some, something organic mm. that upon drinking it has a real strong physical effect. I mean, we go to psychotropic stuff a lot, psychoactive stuff. So. I was going to, actually, it's funny. I was going to say something along the lines of the same thing. That the labyrinth was surprised because, um, like, we were talking about, like, the Isle of Wight and the Isle of Man, where it's really rocky, like, English island type shit, mm. where not a lot of herbs would grow there. And all their, like, medical herbs and medical knowledge comes from the shit that grows inside these labyrinths on these weird land masses. Ooh, that's nice. I mean, we, we can combine those. We can, yeah, we definitely can. It can still be the rite of passage. Um, yeah, and also, as people scour the outer layers of the labyrinth for these herbs, you have to go deeper and deeper. Uh, right. In order to find more and more of them. And at the center of the labyrinth, I mean, maybe, like, there's access to the crustacean flesh. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. Thinking, well, that's why the scavengers are still there. Uh, maybe the crabs have like a hole that leads to the. Oh, okay. The crabs have a hole on the top of their head that leads to inside their body, and the labyrinth is designed to protect that hole. If one or two lampreys get in the hole, they can eat the crab from the inside. Yeah. Huh? How is it designed to protect that hole? Uh, because uh, it's the sole fleshy point on their body. It's like exposed. Yeah, it has to be exposed. Okay. Right, for, for whatever reason. For science huh. reasons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Works because that. of biology. Oh, maybe that's, that's how they that's how they breathe, maybe? Sure. Uh, that could be how they breathe. <laughs> sure, yeah, fun. yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like it's their armor is like the weakest right at the center of the labyrinth, and that's why predators uh have to navigate through it. But yeah, I like that if you reach the center, you could find a bunch of this like well, it'd be like old ass crab meat. <laughs> well, we could say well, that it, it preserves for whatever reason. It's briny enough that it wouldn't just be crab meat. It would be brain meat. It would be the mm. brain of this ancient creature that has been. I mean, it's it's probably sat there and it's probably festered a little bit. But like in the world of like fermentation, there's a fine line between festering and like uh, what if it gave you crap intelligence okay yeah we, we, did, we you, do need money yeah yeah the inside of the brain cavity that this hole leads to first of all there's like brain meat which is valuable for like uh rituals in their sword and sorcery society which doesn't really have like magic as much as like people kind of pretending at magic mm -hmm. i think kind of that's the vibe yeah i mean we can go either way i kind of like the idea of some transcendent aspect where the crabs are like a little, little Lovecraft-ish. Like the worms in Dune, yeah, mm -hmm. where there's something with like them. Like some ancient intelligence, and then when you eat the brain, you get crab brain, transcendent <laughs> crab brain. But oh, the, yeah. real, the real reason I think a lot of people are after is the money. That's well, the interior Well, there could be different shells. factions, right? Like maybe yeah. the traditional society. Oh, there could be the traditional society and then like a merchant class from a far-off kingdom. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to get the money. Like they, they don't care about the the crab intelligence or harvesting the. Um, though maybe eventually they will. They use it for ph pharmaceuticals or some shit. But their yeah. main thing is that they want the money at the center. But they well, just get uh, wrecked by the by the labyrinths at first. Like they well, <laughs> it, they do. Yeah. But you know what they have because they're from like far off means to break through the walls and destroy them. 
and they're destroying the ecosystem uh, that is entirely reliant on these shells just to break into the inside. Well, because like what you would probably do is maybe you want to get to the head, but maybe you also want to get to like the top of the shell and just drill in like mm-hmm. because that's if you just if you drill in there then it'll you can just take everything up you can make that that's your base true of too operation. like they don't have to cannonade the sides of the well cannons mm-hmm. aren't very sword and sorcery i guess but like they i think what these merchant tribes would do was yeah you'd get a ship and you'd load it up with a big ladder on it you'd climb to the top of the labyrinth and then you'd establish like a bridge crew to lay bridges over the paths in the labyrinth until you reach the center and you could rapple down and steal everything inside. Oh, that would actually be pretty easy. That's that's like of a certain size that's basically sieging a castle, right? Well, I mean there's still creatures that are gonna there are creatures that are gonna, that are gonna fuck you up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's also what happens if you steal right. all the shit if you scrape off all the inset, the goopy money from the inside of the labyrinth, uh that's kind of what's sustaining a lot of the life there. It leeches through the shell. And so as you do that, the shell, you are actually killing the entire labyrinth by doing it. And it will, as yeah. an organism, like die off. You know, in the end, this podcast is really about capitalism. It is, obviously. <laughs> now, uh, I, I do think, I just say that because I think money needs to be not just like, what if one of the tribes is a money element, but it needs to be an element of the setting that kind of uh, is equal to the other three elements. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, money this, is in pretty direct conflict with the society we've established thus far. Yeah, so there's not just the the noble barbarians who try to get in touch with the wisdom of the depths, and also by smoking by smoking that crab. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think we can we might be able to revisit where nest fits in. Yeah, yeah, we right? can. Well, I thought of it as the nest for all these creatures, all these crazy. Well, the. Yeah, that's kind yeah, of the but, thing is it's a uh it's weird chitinous exterior is actually hyper nutritive. That's why all the medical yeah. herbs can grow there. And that's why a lot of monsters come there to mate, I guess, or to conduct their life cycles. Mm-hmm. And it also the shell kind of functions as a nest for the original crab, you know? So well no. <laughs> well listen, you I don't wanna I, I mean, actually, yeah, if you had if you had two of these um, turtles, a oh, craps, sorry. Wait, wait, turtles. oh, wait, shit. Is it, it's turtle. Yeah, it's a giant turtle. No. Oh, um, it's a giant crab. Everything's a crustacean. Crab? Yeah. Oh, I've been imagining that this was a turtle the entire We've time. We literally said crab <laughs> 5,000 times. We've said crab so many times. Well, but it makes a lot more sense if it's a turtle, though, right? I like it better as a crab. Because okay. it crabs abandon their shells and move on, which makes way more lab- labyrinths uh, in the setting than a turtle would have, right? Yeah, but that's what makes it. That's what makes them so incredible is is to have all of these turtle shells. But it doesn't matter. They're crab turtles. Whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> they're made up. They can be crab turtles. Sure. Yeah. As the crab. lore lad, they're not crab turtles. They're explicitly crabs. I didn't know that about. <laughs> oh man! I didn't know Breaking that about crabs. I didn't. I, I didn't know they abandoned their shells. Yeah, as they grow bigger, they cat hermit crabs cast off their shells to find new shells, and yeah. Because yeah. that's not how turtles work. Turtles keep their shells for yeah, yeah. They just life. grow with the shell, but crabs, hermit crabs, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I because I also assume that this wasn't a hermit crab. I assume this was like a. Uh, oh, you're, you're like classic crab. You're kingler. You're classic. Well, okay, yeah. you're 
to be a hundred percent clear to our listeners, your Kingler crab does not abandon its shell either. However, in this setting, this particular type of crab does because it would like be it cool. Doesn't. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if you, it's so much cooler to every time you see this gigantic shell of a labyrinth, you know that this was a dead crab. Like this crab, it would provide and, more access to the shit that was inside it. Okay, I mean, we can say it's yeah, like be, a graveyard because otherwise there's nothing in there. Yeah, a like gra- a crab graveyard. They they like to gather together when they die. There would be way more valuable mm. shit inside the crabs, like weird pearl organ or whatever okay. the hell. I mean, we we did describe all this meat mm. stuff, so yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I can kind of I can kind of see an argument for that, and then we can just make them super prolific, you know. And oh, you yeah. know, sometimes. You'll just find a shell that's been completely hollowed out because the lampreys got at it and made it into a nest. Right. The the actual the way that these crabs mate is that one crab lays all of its is that the crab lays all of its eggs into um, the labyrinth labyrinthine back of another crab, and then. <laughs> <laughs> a third crab <laughs> populates. <laughs> Why is there a third like, crab? <laughs> because the first crab, it's 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 a sexual trimorphism. Okay. Damn. <laughs> There's actually, yeah. What if only a third of the crabs have this labyrinth thing back, and the other two are just regular mm-hmm. fucking? No, I, think, I think you're bringing I, your fetish into it. Was a really cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think they all have labyrinths. Let's keep it simple. <laughs> you uh, don't we're getting, want, we're getting you way want. too much. We're getting way into into the weeds of crab morphology. I'm, I'm going to be honest. You don't want. <laughs> you don't want cuck crab labyrinths. <laughs> Why not? What's it's wrong? Just, <laughs> as good an episode title as that would be, I don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> man. You know, girls always want a guy with a labyrinth, or they say they want a guy with a labyrinth, but they really want a guy. You know, who has sex with them and doesn't have a labyrinth. <laughs> and you're, you're just stuck carrying around that labyrinth, you beta. <laughs> I'm always saying this. Oh, my God. Oh, man. No, uh... But they do lay eggs in the labyrinth. Okay, I, sure, we can roll with that. It, yeah, it's just Canada it's fine, now. Okay. <laughs> you win. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, let's talk about this, like, merchant society and the inroads it's made onto the aisles. They probably have these crabs all over the world, but this society could have gotten so good at hunting them that they made them extinct, like relative in their mm. part of the world. I mean, do we want to do this as like an English-Scottish thing? Oh, mm. we could do that. Where the noble Highland people uh, want their crabs to be... Yeah, I like that. It's part of their way of life. Mm-hmm. But the bastard English, they just want plunder. Meat. Yeah. We can call it the Empire, yeah. Um, I mean, what could be interesting is if... Beyond. I mean, they, they could be seasoned crab hunters. There could also be just the fun idea of they're really unfamiliar with these crab environments, these sh- I labyrinths. Think uh, and so when they come in, they just get destroyed. It's like a like a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually do like that. I think that's cool. They're ruled by, like, some far-off queen that you kind of, like, hear stories about. But uh, you don't really, they're definitely a pervasive force in the region. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and I guess, yeah, you can still have islands of dead crabs because it's they like that weird insect thing where they die together. What or, if, like, they go if they're find coming, places if to die? If they're coming back to the same place to breed 
and they're coming back to graveyards to breed, oh my they God. would have these gigantic that, graveyards. Yeah, yeah. Why are they cool screwing in the graveyards? Because the labyrinth is a great place to lay eggs. Because they they just associate it with other yeah yeah they just associate it with other crabs and then a lot yeah. of like crustaceans die at the end of their mating cycle anyway. Okay, fine. Yeah. Well, so thinking yeah, yeah. through, I I think it's actually kind of cooler if you can't go over the labyrinth. And that could perhaps be achieved by some sort of miasma, some sort of poisonous fog or vapor that hangs over the labyrinth. I think that would be, mm. I don't know. I don't know if I like that because I think traveling over the labyrinth would be the smart way. Well, but that's the thing. It's, it's like cheating. And we, we can set it up so there's well, no way to do that. It is cheating, but we're humans. We're humans. Like we can uh, figure yeah. out ways to do things. I mean, if. The top were poisonous. The next logical solution would be to blow down the walls, however hard they were with... Well, we established uh, they were just super ridiculously hard. That's true. That's true. I kind of like the idea of uh, top skimming, but maybe it is dangerous. Maybe there's like... No, because like, like a miasma well, because, would sink, okay. right? And be at the bottom part of the labyrinth. Mm, no, the, the thing... No. You don't need there to be like a thing, like a like a miasma or like a poison that's hanging above it. It just needs to be, it's already extremely forbidding. Like it, like the, the larger labyrinths of the, of the world are so tall that like there's, and, and there's no cover up there really. It's just this. Yeah. Winds are so strong up there. You can get blown off. And also you can't actually like the way that the labyrinths are made. There's, there's no way to get, like, you can't just walk along the top and get to the center. Uh, it kind of curves and... Okay. And the walls aren't all connected. Yeah, yeah, there are isolated walls uh, that pop up. Okay, I like that better. I just didn't want it to be easy to cheat the yeah. labyrinth. Oh, yeah, yeah, I understand. I yeah. think I just had an, an image of, like, a bridge crew up there. Like, they have to kind of assemble a bridge and make a camp up there up top. Oh, uh, and you could still do that, but it would be like really dangerous and really fucking hard and it would probably take months as long as there's stakes i'm happy yeah. with it and if you enter yeah. it on foot i mean uh you would only enter it on foot if you were not trying to find the center and just trying to scrounge for herbs and shit but if you enter it from the top you're trying to that's an expedition that's like a well-funded way to get at these things plus you don't know where the crab's going uh we've established these things are mostly alive while you're on top of it not necessarily. No, we actually established, that we established the opposite. a lot of dead ones. Oh god, we established <laughs> a shit lot of dead ones. Archipelago is of dead crabs, right? Yeah. But uh, I thought the whole point of having them be alive was that it's more valuable when you get to the blowhole and kill it. No, we just said that there's lots of preserves. It's it's more valuable because there's fewer of them. Even and it's more in- impressive that there's like the fact that crabs have to die for you to eat them doesn't actually limit the number of crabs very much that exist in the world like just regular crabs you know you can have thousands of crabs that are the size of cities alive and then you can have hundreds of thousands that are dead right Mm -hmm. that haven't been Uh. eaten away yet like there's always going to be more dead crabs than there are living crabs that's true oh so that's a good thought, Jasmine, that there would be lots of these out there. And I guess a lot of them are on the seafloor, but that still leaves like a mm-hmm. lot of accessible ones. So maybe the mm-hmm. Empire does kind of know their way around this stuff. 
Well, yeah, they would have to if they have a protocol for, like, how to build bridges on top of the... They have experienced explorers who know this shit. But the brave Highlanders are trying to protect uh, their archipelago. Their way know? of life, yeah. Yeah, they respect the the labyrinth. And they don't want the mother of pearl or whatever. It's like they want that medical herb. They want the herb and they want right. access to powerful crab brain. They want to drink it and they want to be connected to the crab gods. They want to smoke it. Get high with crab Jesus. They, yeah, they have like a ritualistic attachment. Up, they probably have like a labyrinth motif in a lot of their stuff. Just like you know the certain like Mayans and Himalayan Buddhists did. I, I'd imagine a labyrinth motif would dominate this entire world across all cultures. I mean, it would be like a universal motif if these crabs are that ubiquitous. Yeah, I mean, you just have lots of mandalas and such. Mm. Mm. All right, I think this has been a great setting. And let's summarize it here for the listeners. Uh, for those skipping to the end, I don't know why you'd do that. Giant crabs with labyrinth shells. Some of them dead, some of them, their carcasses littering. A sea being preyed upon by humans, lamprey people, and host to all manner of like vicious dog like crustaceans. Where did dog come in? I, I think, I really think... You're just uh, visualizing, like, hellhound type? Yeah, I well, first of all, for the listeners, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, scared of dogs. <laughs> or have been for, no. So maybe that's just, like, a psychic <laughs> well, thing. scariest but thing I, I find can think. <laughs> the, the idea of, like, an insect or crustacean that is quadrupedal and moves at the speed of a dog is terrifying. Yeah, it's pretty freaky. Yeah, oh, yeah. God, yeah. I and mean, we didn't delve into it, but I like to think that there's just like all kinds of crazy crustacean type creatures. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a octopedal, like Dude, crab spiders. However, ma however many pedal you want, baby. Yeah. Head crab looking dudes, silverfish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a. We are. I hate this. Rolling in crabs. <laughs> well, folks, that's our show. If you like this episode, you can go ahead and subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice to get new episodes every Saturday. If you're feeling real saucy, go ahead and write us a five-star review. Wait, it's Wednesday now we release the episodes. Forget everything well, I said. Just Actually, Chessman, just edit this. Just edit this out. Just say, let me get it clear. Just say Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, you're good. You're good. Share us with all your world-building friends. It really helps us out. Our art is courtesy of the talented and wonderful Shell Tor at Jovial Paradox on Twitter. You can tweet at us too at LoreLads or send us spirited hate mail at 30minutewords at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy world building. <laughs>